Maurice and I would like to take a little time to thank Robert Rogers and all the folks at Parks Motor Sales for sponsoring the Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today special guest podcast. When you need special treatment during your next new or pre-owned vehicle purchase, visit Parks Motor Sales at 919 Nashville Highway in Columbia or visit them online at parksmotorsales.com. Tennessee Sports Today with TSWA Hall of Famer Maurice Patton. Here's Chris Yow. Welcome back into Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. I messed up and didn't uh, text Jeff him. And so he probably didn't answer my phone call because he was waiting on a phone call from Coach Mike who is not in the studio this morning. I hope that he is out uh, out in Oklahoma doing okay, and his mother is still okay. We certainly are hoping for the best for both of them. This is Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. I am Chris Yao, joined by Maurice Patton and Andrew Moore, coming to you from the Lee Company studio and the Front Porch Sports headquarters of WKOM 1017 FM. Happy to have you guys with us uh, on this overcast Friday, but... As Ron Jordan said, should be some sun this weekend. So let's let's hope. What do you say? You say we hope. Sun is always good. Sunshine on my shoulder makes me happy. Right. Yeah. Uh, who knew? Uh we do not have Jeff right this second. We will get him at some point in this segment. Uh and but we can go ahead and talk a little bit about the sounds because they had a really good night last night. Uh, yeah, bounce back from it. Well, once they got started, because I think they were delayed by a little rain. Bit. They were. Yeah. Um, got down three to one going into the six, scored five unanswered the rest of the way for a six three victory, their second straight over visiting Indianapolis. Um, after that four game skit that they were on, they have now won. Back to back. Well, that's good to know. Um, I'll tell you that one of the plays that that kind of got that started was a a pop up to the right fielder that ended up falling into the <laughs> into the abyss because the right fielder just lost it in the lights, I guess. Uh, so that was interesting, and it uh, I believe it ended up scoring a run because the guy from second took home. Uh, they throw they throw home, catcher tries to apply the tag. He drops the ball, and uh, the the sound score run there. And we now have Jeff him on the Parks Motor Sales Hotline. Tell us a little bit about that play, Jeff. I'm betting Jeff called that better than you described. Oh, it. no question. <laughs> hey guys, sorry for the delay there and getting on with you. I apologize for that. Yeah, it was. Uh, there were a couple of crazy plays in last night's game, and we've seen it a couple of times too. Uh, on this homestand where, where Indianapolis outfielders have had a little trouble. I don't know if it's the lights and the, the backdrop or, or something, but there have been a couple times where they've put the arms out looking for help on a, on a fly ball that's otherwise fairly 
routine. Uh, and the Sounds uh, outfielders had a, a little hiccup at one point last night, too, on a ball that two guys went for and bumped into each other. But, yeah, the, the play that you're talking about, um, it, it was, yeah, it was a, a really routine fly ball and uh, ends up scoring a, a guy from first um, without an error involved in that guy scoring. They just, uh, I credit Ned Yost, fourth coach in the third on that play to try to take uh, Indianapolis by surprise. And uh, they waved in, uh, it was, uh, now I'm blanking on it, I think it was Jamie Westbrook who scored it at, yeah, and came around from third and then the throw had gone to second. So by the time Indianapolis realized they had a play at the plate, they hurried there, but the runner was safe, not by an error. And then the ball gets away and, Runner gets to second base too, so it had a, a I don't know a little a little bit of a little league feel to it, but the result was uh, a good outcome. Joined on the Parks Motor Sales Hotline by Nashville Sounds play-by-play voice Jeff Hem and Jeff, you know that that little league feel. I mean, sometimes it just happens at even the highest levels, and we saw yeah. that we saw that botched play by the. Pirates against the Cubs a couple of weeks ago with Javi Baez. I mean, sometimes even the best have lapses. There's no doubt. And and Will Craig was the Pirates' first baseman on that play. He has since been designated for assignment and outrighted, and he was actually in the lineup last night <laughs> for Indianapolis. And I talked a little bit about that play. It was not in, intended to, you know, shame Will Craig. It's just, it's to your point, sometimes guys uh, – you know, their their mind just kind of goes blank on something where after the fact, it's obviously easy for everybody to be like, well, why didn't you do this? But, you know, these guys in the moment, uh, sometimes it just it gets away from them. And, and you get a player who's as creative uh, and engaging as Javier Baez is, and he, it's sort of like he, uh, you know, he does like a mind trick on you and warps you into making a different decision. That was I remember that play well, seeing the highlights of it and you know, the reaction is, well, just go step on first, but easier, easier said than done. We don't, it's easy for us to say that, that being in the situation that, that Will Craig was in on that play, but he is now with Indianapolis. And we, we saw him last night against the sound. It's just, yeah. I mean, you, you know, these guys, they go hard every day for months at a time. So in, in the volume of plays that are going to happen in a season, you're going to see, some odd things at times and whether it's a mental lapse or a physical lapse on, on a fairly easy play, let's not forget that they also make, typically they make the amazing plays that, not, you know, folks like us would dream of trying to make once and they make it look so easy all the time. And it's funny how those amazing plays are the ones that you don't have time to think about. It's, it's almost a don't think you only hurt the team kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, I think there is something to that with baseball. I think it's you know, I think of over the years some guys who are, you know, they're better at third base than they are at second base or something because it's just so reactionary at third base. You don't have time. You know, as soon as you get the ball, you got to let it fly. Sometimes second basemen, they you know, they can overthink it. They have all the time in the world, and that makes their throws go wild. What was the Chuck Knobloch back in the day? Had the yips as a second baseman. I mean, weird things happen in this game at different different positions for different guys. And uh, I think there is something to be said for the plays where you have no time to think it's you're just your physical skill set that takes over. And these guys at AAA and the big leagues are, are so talented that when that happens, they make those amazing plays look so easy.
Speaking uh, on the Parks motorcycle, I'm sorry, go ahead. Kind of like that Mookie Betts throw that we saw. Jeez. Jeff, did you see that Mookie Betts throw? Um, I think no, it was yesterday. He is, he's playing right field. He's going to the line on a, on a sinking fly ball, catches it with his, um, obviously with his glove hand. Instead of stopping planting and throwing to the plate, he just spins as, after lunging for the ball spins into his throw and throws a bullet to the plate to get a guy trying to tag up from the pirates. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately wow. from the, uh, yeah, the poor pirates, pirates. Runner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They made another video. <laughs> We're speaking on the parks motor sales hotline with sounds play by play announcer, Jeff Ham. Jeff, a couple of nights ago, um, Aaron Ashby out of the bullpen picks up a two-inning victory in which he gave up a two-run double. I think it was um, the only hit that he allowed, but he also walked a couple of guys and got the win. And continuing to talk baseball, it's one of those situations where things just balance out over the course of the season because in his last start last Friday, he strikes out 11 and seven innings, gives up one unearned run, takes the loss. Yeah, and and that, that outing you referenced out of the bullpen the other night—it's his first outing out of the bullpen, and, and a fairly big development, at least in in the Brewers' world, and for the folks, uh, you know, a lot of them who engage with me on Twitter, their Brewers followers from afar, and they like to cover the the minor league prospects, and Ashby is certainly in that, and it, it got a good reaction uh, on social media, this move for him to the bullpen, because he is so talented. He is so young. He throws in the mid upper nineties. And, uh, I aired a clip on my pregame show from manager, Rick sweet talking about it because I knew, I knew the news was coming. And once Ashby was aware of it, we could go public with it. Uh, as Rick sweet had told me earlier in that day. And so we, we talked about it on the pregame show and, and it, there's a track record here for the Brewers uh, with doing this. They did it with Corbin Burns. Uh, they did it to a degree. You can make a comparison to Josh Hader and Brandon Woodruff, too. All of those guys had time for Rick Sweet at AAA for the Brewers as starters and then at least initially went to the big leagues as relievers. Now, Hader obviously has stayed as a reliever, is a, just a dominant closer, but Burns is now one of the best starters in baseball, and so there's a, there's a track record of the Brewers doing this, and they've decided that in the short term, Aaron Ashby is, is so talented that they see his most immediate way of helping them this year in the big leagues in the bullpen. So they wanted to move to the South bullpen. Uh, at least initially, he'll sort of still be treated like a starter, in effect, because they are telling him which days he'll work out of the bullpen, so we knew he was going to work on Wednesday, and I believe it's Sunday again is the plan for him. And they'll do that for a couple of weeks, and then they'll start to phase that out, and it'll be a little bit more unpredictable when he'll come out of the bullpen. But the Brewers see this as a way to get into the big leagues this year as a reliever uh, and use his electric stuff to get guys out. But they absolutely see him long-term still as a starter, and I don't know how you wouldn't uh, based on – the, the, the potential he's had and the, the outings like you referenced the 11 strikeouts in Charlotte last week when he was named the, the pitcher of the week in our league. Um, so it's interesting that, that they're, they're making this transition and they think he can help them up there this year in, in the bullpen at some point. There's, I don't know that there's a set 
timeline on when they would call them up. They're going to give it a little time, give them at least a few weeks, I would imagine, out of the bullpen. Um, but you know, you look at you look at what it what, how it turned out for other guys like a Corbin Burns uh, and Brandon Woodruff, even to a degree. And uh, I think it's a, it could be a solid plan for Ashby and, and can still be a starter long term. I mean, if you think about a, a rotation, say in 2022 or 23 or whenever of the Brewers having Woodruff, Burns, Freddie Peralta, and then a young lefty in Ashby who's throwing 96, 97. That's a, that's a pretty good foursome in a rotation, not to mention all the other guys the Brewers would have in the mix. So it's, it's exciting to think about what Ashby could do. And, and like you mentioned, uh, you know, it's going to take a little while, I think, to get adjusted to the bullpen. Uh, you know, you just don't have the same amount of time to get ready. Even if you know, hey, I'm coming in in the sixth inning, you know, guys get a half hour or so sometimes when they're starting to get out there and go through that pregame routine. Just a different animal in the bullpen. So he's going to learn that, and that's probably why he had a little bit of getting used to in that first inning the other night. But then the second inning was a 1-2-3, and he settled in, and it was the Ashby that we've seen. So it's just interesting to watch this play out. He's got so much talent that I don't blame the Brewers for thinking of a way that they can get him to the big leagues in in the short term. Jeff Hamm, the Nashville Sounds play-by-play announcer with us here on the Parks Motor Sales Hotline. The Sounds, again, a 6-3 comeback winner over Indianapolis last night. They continue their six-game series tonight and tomorrow night at 6.05 p.m. at First Horizon Park. Finish up with a 2.05 game on Sunday, off Monday, and then six games at Ray Field in Lawrenceville, Georgia, home of the Gwinnett Stripers. Um Jeff, is this your first trip to Gwinnett, or have y'all already been be. down there? Okay. okay. Yeah, it will be, and we play them three times there. We, we've got a lot of Gwinnett uh, over the, the rest of the season. So, yeah, first trip there for me next week. Got to like that lime and blue color scheme. <laughs> Do you? Uh, I, no, not really. <laughs> it's It's definitely different. It, I was just going to say, it is unique. And, uh, you know, I mean, regardless of how you I, – I sort of like the, the Vols orange. Whether you love it or you don't like it, you can't say it's not unique. And they've got, you know, they they got the, the market kind of cornered on that color. And uh, I guess you could say the same for Gwinnett with the lime. Just off the top of my head, I can't really think of a lot of other teams that have that, that color scheme. So it's certainly unique. It's interesting that you mentioned UT and it's orange because Sunday's giveaway – is a Sounds UT co-branded apron. What's that look like? Have you seen it yet? Is it? I have. Yeah. We're so what we're doing with the, a lot of the giveaways this year is breaking them up. You know, instead of one date of two thousand, like you mentioned, we're doing a couple dates of seven fifty or five hundred, and two dates of a thousand to kind of break it up a little bit over the course of the season. It made those plans back when we thought the capacity was going to be more limited, and then and the things opened up. So. We've done one date already of the apron giveaway, uh, and it's, it's pretty cool. You know, I've got some Vols uh, fans, uh, friends of mine who've, who've uh, been interested in the apron, and it's got, it's obviously orange, but then it's got a part of it where it's got the checkered uh, pattern to it. It's got the UT logo on the front, so it's uh, it's co-branded between the sounds and uh, and UT and that's uh, our great friends at First Horizon are the sponsor on that giveaway. So yeah, we got another one of those coming up on Sunday, and it's the second one. So if fans saw it after the fact from the first time, they get a they get a second crack at getting one. Or I guess you could go 
if you already got a couple, go go get a couple more and uh, make a whole collection out of it if you wanted to. Uh, I'm more interested in tonight and tomorrow's uh, promo with the ticket and all-you-can-eat buffet that's going to be held in the group tent back there. I'm, I'm trying to trying to get in on that $35 ticket and, and food. That's a good value for that. I, I mean, you had, you had me at all you can eat. You right? <laughs> and I'm excited for tonight, I, you know, the fireworks, because, oh, yeah. you know, it's just such a staple. We've done these for, I don't know how many years, the Friday fireworks. And, you know, we just recently re-added some more dates back on now that we know a little bit more what the picture looks like for the rest of the season on the capacity uh, it's just another feeling of normalcy tonight to have a good crowd on a Friday and know that there are fireworks coming up after the game. And, and uh, we came out with a fireworks ticket plan that people can get at NashvilleSounds.com where uh, you get six fireworks dates that have just recently been re-added, including tonight. And then there are six other non-fireworks dates that make up a 12-game ticket plan, but that, that way you get uh, a discounted rate on overall on the tickets by the end of it. And then you get all the different perks of being a season ticket member too. So uh, I'm excited for the post game fireworks because uh, like I said, it's just another feeling of like, okay, this is what we're used to. This is another, this is another thing that's back that, that we had lost for a little while. So uh, looking forward to that tonight. Well, I know we're excited and uh, obviously stopping that skid and then, Getting a couple wins here over the weekend would also be fantastic. So we will be keeping a close eye out on the Nashville Sounds at Nashville Sounds on Twitter at Jeff Hem H E M P B P on Twitter. Jeff, thanks so much for uh, taking some time with us on this Friday. We appreciate it, and we uh, look forward to talking to you again. Sounds great. Thanks, guys. All right, that's Jeff Hem on the Parks Motor Sales Hotline. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to unfortunately talk about that uh, that thing we made a commitment to talk about, the Atlanta Braves. So we'll be right back on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Day, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Stick around. Thank you for listening to the Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today special guest podcast brought to you by Parks Motor Sales. Don't forget to listen each day live 9 to 11 a.m. on WKOM 1017 FM in Columbia. Also visit our website sm-tnsports.com for more local sports coverage in Southern Middle Tennessee. 